Thank you for listening to the podcast for Burlingame United Methodist Church, located in Burlingame, California. Each week, we will share a sermon by Reverend Ann Duncan. Thank you for joining us on our journey through the Bible. The Apostle Paul wrote to his Christian friends in Philippians, or I'm sorry, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 17 through chapter 4, verse 1, about the need to continue their pilgrimage through life as disciples of Jesus Christ. The following translation is from the message. Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those pilgrims you see running the same course, headed for the same goal. There are many people out here taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of such people on the wrong paths many times. Sadly, I'm having to remind you again. All the people on the wrong path want, all the people on the wrong path want is Easy Street. They hate Christ's cross, but Easy Street is a dead end street. Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Belches are their praise. All they can think of is their appetites. But there's more to life for us. We're citizens of high heaven. We're waiting on the arrival of the Savior, the Master, Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. Jesus will make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which he is putting everything as it should be under and around him. My dear, dear friends, I love you so much. I do want the very best for you. You make me feel such joy, fill me with such pride. Do not waver, stay on track. May God add blessings to this reading. Friends, today I am ending a five-week sermon series on pilgrimage. The impetus for this series is a pilgrimage that I went on in the beginning of May with my mother in Portugal and Spain. Together, we walked 73 miles of the Camino de Santiago. The destination is Santiago and the cathedral there, which is the burial place of St. James. It's a famous pilgrimage, and I was grateful for the opportunity to be able to go on that journey. I've been sharing over the last four weeks this journey, as well as offering to all of us words of wisdom for our own journeys, our own pilgrimages in life. If you missed those last four sermons, you can hear them on our church podcast. You can find it on our church website, go to the worship page, and at the top, there is a link to take you to Anchor or to Spotify where you can find those recorded sermons. 
But even if this is your first sermon in this series, I promise you will hear something good today that will speak to you. But just so you know, this is sort of where I'm picking up today. This is the last sermon in this series. And it is titled, I believe, Continuing the Walk. So on May 14th, I ended my pilgrimage in Santiago. And there in Santiago, I received this certificate of completion. It is called a Compostela. It is written in Latin. It is in script, but it says the 14th of May of 2022 and has my name as well. All pilgrims who complete at least the last 62 miles of what can be a 500-mile trek can receive this Compostela. Let me tell you what it says. The chapter of this holy apostolic and metropolitan church of Compostela, guardian of the seal of the altar of the blessed Apostle James, in order that it may provide authentic certificates of visitation to all the faithful and to pilgrims from all over the earth who come with devout affection for the sake of a vow to the shrine of our Apostle St. James, the patron and protector of Spain, hereby makes known to each and all who shall inspect this present document that Anne Duncan has visited this most sacred place for the sake of pious devotion. I think I'll keep that for a while. Pre-COVID, more than 200,000 pilgrims would receive one of these certificates a year from over 100 different countries. Pilgrims are returning this year. Tens of thousands have already arrived, and I am grateful to be among that number. So is my pilgrimage over now? No. One pilgrim wrote at the end of her pilgrimage these words. I stood at the desk in the pilgrim office as the woman filled out a certificate in Latin. She wrote in a calligraphic style with a special black pen. Then she congratulated me as she handed the Compostela to me. I was now officially done. I wanted a celebratory cup of coffee. As I stretched my legs and sipped my coffee, I started to experience feelings I never could have anticipated during those long, hot training sessions. It would take me days to understand the importance of the moment and how it affected me. Although the Spanish phase of my pilgrimage was over, my pilgrimage through life has not ended. And more importantly, my journey with Christ continues. The Spanish have a saying about the Camino de Santiago. You never arrive in Santiago. While my pilgrimage to Santiago ended at the Cathedral of St. James, that's here on this poster, all of the fellow pilgrims, myself, my mother, who I was able to travel with, we were transformed, we were reoriented, and we were ready to begin anew. All of Scripture knows that spiritual pilgrimages do not end. 
at the end of the 40 years in the wilderness, when the Israelites entered the land flowing with milk and honey, they hoped they had reached the end. But today, after 3,000 years, the Jewish people and others who live in that land still struggle. For Jesus, his journey took a lifetime. The cross appeared to be the end of his journey. And yet, his resurrection started anew. Jesus' disciples, like James, were always on a journey. From the Sea of Galilee to Jerusalem to the cross and then the resurrection. Following the resurrection, the disciples would continue to be in ministry throughout the rest of their lives. James, by tradition, traveled to Spain, to the area of Galicia, where Santiago is. There he preached the good news of the risen Christ. He then traveled back to Jerusalem, where he was martyred. As Paul commends us in the scripture reading this morning, you and I need to stay on track. I believe the paraphrase says, get on track. Stay on track and continue the journey that Christ has set before us. I want to share with you three lessons that I learned from this particular pilgrimage. The first is that I learned to listen to God. God spoke through my mother, who first had this idea for us to go on this pilgrimage together. She invited me. She sparked the interest in me. I then researched what other pilgrims had experienced, and the desire to go grew. Everyone I met on the Camino decided to go on this journey for different reasons, but we all felt that we had been called to participate. God is encouraging us to listen for God's voice and to heed God's invitation in our lives. James, sorry, Jesus called James to follow him. Jesus called. God invited me to go into ordained ministry. Jesus called. Sometimes I try to ignore God's voice, to brush it off. But I've also learned that I think I'm hearing God's voice then most likely God is calling me to something important. Are you listening for God's voice? Maybe it's a voice that you hear in the silence of the night, or when you spend time in prayer or journaling or in small groups. For me, it's often a sign that I keep seeing over and over again. I might hear a news story about something, read an article, a friend mentions something, it stirs something inside of me over and over, no matter how many times I want to ignore it, that God might be calling my attention towards something. We need to listen to God. Second, I invite you to go outside your comfort zone, even if going on that journey seems scary. God often invites us into new places. James had to leave his occupation as a fisherman to follow Jesus. His prepared career of being a fisherman ended on that day. For me, hiking over a dozen miles per day on the Camino seemed scary. 
I wasn't sure that that was something that I could do. But you know what? I did it anyways, and I survived. The Camino showed me that I am more capable than I thought I was. What is outside your comfort zone? What is outside your comfort zone that God may be calling you to? A different but more fruitful use of your time and energy? A new mission or an outreach idea that you have that you'd like to bring to this congregation for us to do together? The development of a relationship? The willingness to give more of your gifts, your money, and your time to something? A growing trust that God will take care of you in the future? We need to listen to God. Jesus is calling, and we need to step out into unknown places. We may just see what happens. Third, we need to prioritize what is important to us. You need to prioritize what is important to you. In today's ever-buzzing and busy world, we find it challenging to make time for the important things. When James was invited to follow Jesus, to put down his fishing nets, and to go into an unknown place, he prioritized God. And James made the right choice. I believe that I didn't have 10 days to go to Europe. In the end, however, I will carry those memories forever. Going on the Santiago, going on the Camino to Santiago with my mom provided us with our first ever solo mother-daughter trip, at least since I was two or three years old. We definitely became closer on the Camino. It was so nice to travel with her. She's someone that I can just be myself with, even my really cranky self. And I can get really cranky, especially when I haven't slept and I'm tired and I'm hungry. But she still loves me. We got to talk as we walked through those eucalyptus forests. We got to talk over sangria and tapas. And I will share, keep those unforgettable memories with me forever. I concluded my pilgrimage with blistered toes, tons of dirty laundry. But more importantly, I left the Camino with an open and grateful heart and a set of invaluable memories. So priorities. I made that a priority to spend that time with my mother. What are your priorities? I've asked where God is calling you. Are you listening? Where is God calling you? What scary places that we think might be scary? And what are those priorities? What are you realizing these days is important? What are you realizing is less important? What do you need to make time for? Who do you need to make time for? Make some priorities and keep your eyes ahead. We need to listen, we need to step out, we need to prioritize. Listen, step out, prioritize. And remember the point of our journey is not to necessarily arrive at the destination. There will always be one ahead of us. But as one pilgrim said, and listen closely, I love this quote, I'll say it twice. 
The point of the journey is to arrive home so laden with pollen that you create the honey that will feed you richly forever. The point of our journey is to arrive home so laden with pollen that you create the honey that will feed you richly forever. All of our journeys are a gift from God. All of us are on a journey. From the moment of our birth, through all the twists and turns that life has given us and taken us, our life is a gift. The people we have known have been pilgrims alongside us. We need to prepare. We need to decide what to take with us when we pack. In truth, our luggage may only impede us and weigh us down. What is required to make it in our world, success, intelligence, fame, wealth, might, and prestige, will not carry us. What trips us up, our own failures, our own fears, our hatred, they will not be held against us by God. God's great love in Christ for us is our way. It is our path, and it is our pilgrimage toward a world redeemed. I have given out some blank passport notebooks. I still have some in the front if you'd like to take one home with you. As I've asked these questions every week, I've encouraged you afterwards to journal, to think about these questions. So I invite you this week in this conclusion to write down what you think the next steps might be for you in your pilgrimage. Since my arrival home from the Camino, I've been listening for God's continued call on my life. Again, it didn't end when I went through the door of this cathedral. Instead, when I turned around to leave, a new journey began. Personally, I'm continuing to walk. I have confidence now that any walk in Burlingame is doable for me. I also enjoy it, and I know that I feel good after I go on a walk. So I'm continuing to walk out my door on Thursday, I walked over six miles just because I could. I'm intentionally trying to be more present with my children. I was away from them for 10 days when I was in Spain, and they've recently spent four weeks with my parents in North Carolina. I know that my time with them is precious. So this week, I put my phone down more, I closed my laptop, and I listened. I'm prioritizing time for reading. I have a great stack of books by my bed. I'm making new friends and I'm meeting new people for lunch and coffee. I also continue to hear a call that Burlingame United Methodist Church is the place where I should serve. Our days here have been good. It's been one year since I first came to you. Yeah. I feel like we've been celebrating this now for like three weeks, but we'll just keep drawing it out. July 4th, 2021 was my first Sunday, and we have done some great things this past year. And I can't wait to see what great things are ahead of us. I don't know where my next destination will be. I don't know what foreign country I might visit next. But maybe more importantly, it's looking here and in this community and in this congregation and listening to where God is calling all of us and how we might be on that journey together. When we intentionally begin our pilgrimages, 
And maybe that's again and again throughout our lifetime. There are blessings everywhere. I've so enjoyed reading prayers and blessings by pilgrims, and I want to share a blessing with you now. I invite you to receive these words for your journey. You can even close your eyes if you want or open up your hands and hear these words. May flowers spring up where your feet touch the earth. May the feet that walked before you bless your every step. May the weather that's important be the weather of your heart. May all of your intentions find their way into the heart of God. May your prayers be like flowers strewn for other pilgrims. May your heart find meaning in unexpected events. May friends who are praying for you carry you along the way. May friends who are praying for you be carried in your heart. May the circle of life encircle you along the way. May the broken world ride on your shoulders. May you carry your joy and your grief in the backpack of your soul. May you remember all the circles of prayer throughout the world. My sermons about the Camino are over, but all of our pilgrimages continue. I invite you to continue in your own spiritual pilgrimage. I invite you to continue with us that we may continue to walk with one another. I invite you to a journey within, to listen to God. It is a road that runs through our heart, and I invite you to walk upon that road and to look for God along the way. Where are we heading? Where are you heading? Might we go together towards God? Friends, as we end, I invite us to say a prayer aloud in unison with one another. This is another prayer that I found in my pilgrimage. I invite us to say it aloud in unison. Let us pray. Almighty God, guardian of my soul, guide me on my way this day. Keep me safe from harm. Deepen my relationship with you your earth, and all your family. Strengthen your love within me that I may be a presence of your peace in our world. Amen. Amen. I invite the band to come up to lead us in our song. This is our fifth Sunday singing this song, I Am a Christian.